Today, we're going to discuss the five reasons you should own a home and how owning a home can help you build wealth and help you on the path to financial independence. So this is Money and Stuff. We're here to talk about everything involving your money, from how finances work to current events and what it means to you and your personal finances. So we're going to cut through the noise. We're going to tell you what you need to know from the perspective of two financial professionals. I'm your host, Sam Rodriguez, Certified Financial Planner. And with me, as always, is Connor Shepard. Hello, hello. Connor, man, how's it going? It's going good, Sam. All right, let's get into it. The five reasons you should own a home. Number one is building equity. So what is equity? Think of equity like money you don't have yet, but money that you're building. So when you get a loan for a home, you have an amount that you owe on it. So let's say you bought a house for $300,000. And in this example, we're going to assume you got a loan for the entire amount, 300. It's not how it actually works, but we're going to assume that that's what you did for simplicity's sake. As you make payments on that house, a little bit of your payment goes towards you owing less and less and less on that home. So after several years, that $300,000 loan that you had now is only 200,000. So you have 100,000 of equity. You have what the home is worth minus what you owe on it. And now you have that $100,000 of equity. Not only that, homes like other investments tend to appreciate. So if your $300,000 home is now worth 400,000 and you only owe 200,000, you now have $200,000 of equity. So homes can appreciate your payments also reduce the amount you owe. And those two things combine to help you build equity. And equity is what can help you build wealth. For a lot of families, equity in a house is their first step towards building wealth for future generations. Mm -hmm. Because even if they can't save into something like a 401k or into some sort of investment account, they will make payments on their house. And if they're making payments on their house, they're creating more and more and more equity. And then eventually they'll be able to pass that house on to their kids and their kids will receive that equity and have a head start in life. So in that vein of equity, right, does renting build equity as well? Renting builds equity for your landlord. Because when you're giving money to your landlord, your landlord's doing one of three things with it. One is if your landlord owes money on the home, they're using that money to pay the loan down and create equity for themselves. The same as if you own the home, you would be creating equity. If they don't have a loan on that house, they could be saving that money, investing that money, creating what we call net worth on the positive side. The third thing is they could just be spending that money and that would not be building equity, <laughs> but likelihood is they're doing something that's creating equity for themselves. So yes, when you're renting, you are creating equity, but you're just not creating it for yourself. You're creating it for someone else. Okay. So number two is stability and security. When you own a home, you don't have a landlord. So there's no one there that you're feeling may get upset with you if you do something. Maybe you could raise the rent on you and you you really not be sure if that's the place that you're going to be able to be long term. Yeah. But you're also not worried about rising rents. You can actually feel at peace when you come home, knowing that that's a place that you're going to that's actually yours, that someone else is not in control of the place that you live. Yeah. I think the psychological side of that is something that tons of people deal with, but very few people are actively aware that of how much it weighs on them, right? Like the difference or rather the lack of control you have in a renting situation, especially when it comes to a situation that they, your landlord could potentially just raise your rent and you have virtually no recourse to deal with it other than, oh, well, I have to pay more. You know, that really can weigh on you and start to impact, you know, your thinking, your lifestyle and whatnot, simply because it's kind of sitting there in the back of your mind. Yeah, it's one of those invisible forces. It's not at the forefront of your mind, but 
it is affecting your decisions. As humans, we're constantly trying to gain more and more control. Mm -hmm. In this situation, there's just a little, I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but it feels different. Yep. I've been both homeowner and renter, and I've been homeowner and renter at the same time. And I can tell you being at one place feels much different than being at the other place. Because in one place, there's a lot more that I can control. The other, do I enjoy it? Do I enjoy where it is? Of course, but it's not mine. And I can feel it when I'm there. I'm not thinking about it, but I can tell you it feels much, much different when I'm there. That's a good way of describing it. Like ha even if you're not actively aware of what is causing that feeling, it will still feel different. Like I said, it's an invisible force. So number three is the investment potential. Real estate can act as an investment and every investment is going to do one of two things. It's either going to have capital appreciation, which means the growth of the value of the asset that you bought, or you're investing for the income that it can create. And real estate can do either of those two. So if you own a home, it can appreciate in value. And then later on in life, you could realize that appreciation by actually selling the home. Or if you're ready to downsize because your family's now out of the house, or maybe you bought a starter home and then now you have a family and you're wanting to buy a bigger home. Well, now you have the choice of either selling the house, possibly making money on the appreciation that you've had so far, or you could actually keep that house, rent it out and receive some income from it. So real estate or buying a house can actually act as an investment for you. 100%, not only uh, in terms of home value over time, but I think location plays a big part in that as well, you know, in terms of getting or owning a home in an area. I mean, where do, where do we live? DFW, right? I mean, you, mm -hmm. you can walk any direction and see development for miles. And I know just in the time that I've been living here the past 10, 12 years, it's virtually a different area in terms of how mm -hmm. much development has occurred and how much home values have risen in turn with all that other development. Yeah. If you're looking at purchasing real estate or buying a home as a long-term investment for yourself, you have to think of it the same way you think of any other investment whether that investment is buying a business, buying an individual stock, buying a bond, buying a mutual fund, whatever it is, you want to do your research. Make sure you're choosing a location that has the potential for what you're looking for. So if you're looking for growth potential, yeah, the DFW area over the last 15 years has been fantastic, right? Tons of jobs have been moving in. So tons of people have been moving in. So demand is very high. You know, in our last episode, what did we say that for every five new jobs, there's only one new house being built. Yeah. So for growth potential and capital appreciation potential, what a fantastic area to own a home. And there's lots of those pockets around the country. And if you're buying a home, thinking that you may rent it out in the future for potential income, then you also want to look at what the environment is like where you're purchasing a home. Mm -hmm. What is the demand for rental properties? How much do rental properties go for? Or how much do rental properties actually rent for? What has been their appreciation or, or what has been the rise in rents in the area that you're in? You want to look at all of that to know that you're, you're getting a good investment for what you want that real estate to do for you. Yeah. Good enough. Let's move to number four. Yeah. So number four is customization and control. You can make that house your own, whether you want to improve it, you want to renovate it, you want to do something crazy with it. Doesn't matter. You own that home. It's yours to do what you want with. If you're renting, you can't do anything without the landlord's approval because that house is an investment for your landlord and your landlord is going to control what you're able to do, customize or how you're able to make that house your own or feel like your own. But when you own that home yourself, 
you can do whatever you want. You have the satisfaction of knowing, even if you decide you're not going to do anything at all, you have the satisfaction of knowing that you can if you wanted to. Yeah, I think I think that ties into, or I guess it overlaps with that stability and security point, right? Like it it's just another example of the lack of control or the lack of choices that you have as a renter in a home that isn't yours paying towards another person's equity, right? Like the lack of ability to change what you want to change in your living quarters or in your living space. I mean, that is just another thing that can weigh on you, right? Yeah. You know, everything we do when we help people always seems to come back to peace of mind and control. When you think about retirement for a lot of our clients, the reason they want to retire is they want control of their time. They don't want someone else dictating where they have to be and when. They want to control where they're going to go, when they're going to go there. They want to have control of how they spend their money. That's why people want enough money, right? They don't want to be constrained by their finances. They want to have the freedom to do what they want, when they want. Yeah. And people want that same feeling in their home. That feeling is what we're all looking for. And home ownership, again, it's an invisible sort of force. You, you're not consciously thinking about it. But home ownership is one of those things that helps give you that feeling. So number five is taxes. You can get tax deductions for things like the interest you pay on your mortgage, the property taxes that you have to pay on your property. And when you sell your home, just like any other investment, you will have a capital gain. So instead of being taxed at what we call ordinary income rates, you could be taxed at capital gains, which typically is a much lower interest rate. Not only that, you get an exclusion. So some of the gain that you make can be tax-free completely. Right now, that exclusion is $250,000. So let's say our example where you bought that home for $300,000. If that home is now worth $600,000 and you have $300,000 of appreciation, instead of being taxed on all $300,000 of appreciation, you're going to be able to exclude $250,000 from being taxed. So at most, you're taxed on the $50,000 of appreciation. If you are married, you each, right? Each spouse gets $250,000. So you have $500,000 of exclusion. So for a lot of people, it's possible that when they sell their home, they'll owe no taxes at all because of that exclusion. Now, there are some requirements in order to get that exclusion. It has to have been your primary home for two of the last five years. So you can't just go out and buy a property and say, hey, I get a $250,000 exclusion. Mm -hmm. No, it has to have been your primary residence and it has to have been your primary residence in at least two of the last five years. But that is a huge, huge tax benefit to you. Yeah, I mean, it, it really just compounds that point of more options, more choice is going to mean less overall, uh, I guess just long-term stress, right? Like- having a yeah. solution to taxes. So it sounds like, you know, with all the tax benefits at very, you know, in various areas that you just talked about, uh, it, it almost seems like you're being incentivized to, to buy a home and build equity in a home. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, I'd say that's a hundred percent true, right? I think our government realizes that from an economic standpoint, the buying and selling of homes is beneficial. 
And I think also from the standpoint of stability of American households, home ownership goes a long way to creating that. And our government has a history of using tax law to encourage certain behaviors. Yeah. I mean, you look at what somewhat recently with the electric car, uh, I don't know if it was a bill or what, but giving tax benefits to electric car companies building or I guess developing the batteries and the parts here in the United States, getting a tax break on that. Yeah, not, o- not only these electric car companies, but also the purchasers of electric cars, mm-hmm. right? Right now, if you meet certain income requirements, you can get a $7,500 tax credit if you purchase certain electric cars, mm-hmm. right? Again, you have to meet certain requirements. And I think the main thing, which I think you just hit on, is, is the battery has to be produced in the United States or a certain uh, percentage of the car has to be produced in the United States. But yeah, that's a perfect example of the government using tax law to influence our behavior. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing they're doing when it comes to home ownership. They're giving you tax benefits to purchase a home because it's good for the economy overall and stability in American households is good for the long-term prospects of our economy as well. Mm-hmm. Adding to the long-term prosperity of it, you know, I mean, if owning a home, purchasing a home is one of the number one ways to build generational equity, then the government is going to have every interest in helping people build wealth that will allow generations of their family to live in the United States and therefore continue contributing to the economy and to uh, the nation, right? That's right. That's right. It just it just keeps the ball rolling. It keeps <laughs> the whole thing moving, right? So to recap, buying a home helps you build equity, provides stability, can act as an investment, allows you to customize your living space, and gives you tax benefits. So it's important that you assess your own situation, see if home ownership lines up with your long-term goals to determine if buying a house is right for you. Guys, thanks for listening. If you have any other questions, if there's anything you want us to talk about, please send an email to Connor C. Shepard at foundationwealthpartners.com. If you want to know if purchasing a home is right for you, again, email Connor. We'll talk to you about it. If you want to come on and talk about it, heck, we'll talk to you. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.